Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Omar Project. Before we get started, I want to make sure I invite you to join the OmarProject.com. That's spelled O-M-A-R, because you can get a lot of great insight on project management, the skills you need to up your game, and also learn from the best project managers in the world on the most complex projects. In this episode, we're going to talk about two things. One is... What do you do with all the things you learn during a project? There's tons of things we learn. Let's talk about it. And the second thing we'll talk about is what happens when you have the major risk pop up in the middle or beginning of your project. Let's get started. First question is from Brandon. What's the best way to capture all the key insights that were discovered during a project? Thanks, Brandon, for the question. And this is a great one because it's common on all projects that you just learn quite a bit along the way as you're developing your project from the ideation phase to the concept to define to actually finishing it. Each of the members of your team are actually learning along the way. Even when you do projects that are replicated, you always learn something new along the way. Now, the question here is, what do I do with all that stuff that I'm learning? What do I do with all the information that that's so valuable that my team's collected along the way? And in the project process right now, there's something called lessons learned. And that's a very common tool that people use or project organizations use to capture lessons along the way. Now, how this is set up is that you would break it down between each of the stage gates. So, for example, in your idea and concept stage, you may have a lessons learned after you finish that chapter or after you finish that section. And then as you define, you may have another one. Now, if you have a portfolio of projects, the learnings become even more valuable because what you can do is you can actually take the learnings from another similar project and look at them before you start the phase you're about to initiate. So, for example, if I'm about to construct a major facility, let's just say I want to build a a server warehouse that's going to hold a huge amount of servers, it's going to be massive. Well, if I'm doing a portfolio of these projects, I'm going to look around at what my company's done. And if they've already done one, I'll pull up their lessons learned, which hopefully they've documented right before that stage. And then I'm going to take a look at that and say, hey, they said that this is something that we really need to look at. Like it's it's saying like they've had issues with the electrical loads. Okay, let's make sure this is something we address before we move forward. That's where the value of lessons learned come in. It's because it's really not for you. It's, it's helpful to document it during your project, but the real value comes when somebody's able to, to look at that or pull that in the future and use that as a guidepost or something that they can then to check against before they actually start their project. It could save them a lot of headaches down the road. So that's one way of doing it. The other way you could do it, and, and sometimes the value here is going to depend on how how high the quality of what you have in your system is, but you can also hold workshops where you can actually invite people in. And if you don't have anything that, you know, say, for example, it's a, it's a new type of project, it's organizationally not existent in your portfolio, then what you could do is you could do something similar where you could hold lesson learned workshops uh, with experts or pull in external experts that have done this before just to kind of capture like what what are the gotchas what are the gotchas what are the things that we should be aware of that you've learned along the way when you've done these things or you pull in other people and, and think through this and this is different it sounds kind of like a risk workshop but it's very different because you're you're looking at it from the lens of 
what have I learned and what could we do a little bit better where risk is something different and that's a different exercise. So that's another thing you could do. And uh, you could also do the same thing during your project. So each phase you could hold a workshop and do the same thing. I hope that helped Brandon. Definitely. It's a good thing to capture. It, it will be valuable for somebody down the line, especially if you could do another one of those projects. Let's go to the next question. I've got a project I'm managing and developing the economics for. There are a number of risks that have come up very recently, and they're not captured in my risk register. One of the new risks is major and seems like it could derail the project. I'm working towards a major funding milestone with high-level management, and I'm concerned because we have already had a risk workshop and this wasn't flagged. What's the best way to move forward? Victor from Colorado. Victor, this is a juicy one. Uh, you are in the beginning phases of a project. So I'm assuming, uh, assuming here, like you haven't gotten into define phase. You're up in the, the early stages of a project. And uh, from what it sounds like, or what you've told me, you've already had a risk register. Now, for, for the audience here, risk registers are workshops where you invite um, and this is fitting because we just talked about lessons learned, but you invite a lot of different people and you talk about what are the major risks on your project and then you rank them and, and you look at the impacts and, and what are the mitigations you want to take, if any. And if you've had this with what I'm assuming here is a large group of people and they haven't come to you and said, this is something that's a risk, then this is, is very relatively new and it could be could be because of a political risk. It could be because of laws changing. It could be because of a contractor going bankrupt. So many things can happen very suddenly. Some of that stuff should have been captured, but it wasn't. So that's the first thing. So, so the, the first question is, why wasn't it captured? Because that's the question that your higher ups, when you present this, are going to want to know is that, did we a do a, a good enough job on the risk workshop? And was this just something we missed? And, and my recommendation there is you will need to present this to your upper level management. You will not be able to, if you did have a plan to go for full funding, unless you vet this risk out and you make sure that it's actually not real because that could happen. Sometimes you can hear of things that are happening. Noise in projects is very common. There's always things happening in the industry. There always are potential risks that could derail your project coming up. One of your tasks as a project manager is to make, you know, understand whether that's real or that's just noise. Now, you can't do that without really digging into this a little bit. And, and this one definitely requires some digging to understand what is the real impact. For example, sometimes things come up where, you know, this can happen, regulatory things, where the government's saying that they're going to change some sort of uh, requirement and you've planned for doing it one way and, and the plan that you have now it doesn't seem like it's it's feasible. These type of risks, just for example, are derail your, their whole type of project risk. And it's important to dig in. So for, so let's just use that as an example because those take the same steps when we need it. So first, determine where the risk is coming from. Is it regulatory? Is it an agency? Where, where do we actually see the risk materializing? Secondly, you're going to have to set up a small group of people to help you make sure you really vetted out this risk completely. And the third thing is prior to doing that, you will have to communicate, uh, especially if your, your next funding milestone is coming up within the next week, you're going to have to postpone it because the last thing you want is your high upper level management getting wind of the risk from somebody, not, your, not yourself, 
and and them being concerned that the whole project could be canceled. So the first thing you want to do really is communicate, hey, look, this risk came up. Here's here. Create your plan for how you're going to address the risk. Create your timeline for how long you think it's going to take to address the risk. Then and then if that pushes out your milestone, it pushes out your milestone by a couple of weeks. Find the next available time to get everybody together. And then uh, you're going to have to make a presentation on this risk likely if it does materialize or if you've solved it, you, you have to communicate that prior to the ne- next milestone meeting. That's the way I would handle that um, risk, especially when you're talking about things that could derail a project. And who knows, you don't say how big this project is, but if you're doing economics on it, it seems like it's probably a decent sized project. You do not want to um, have these things come as surprises to people. So Victor, thanks for the question. I hope that helped. And reminder that if you've got a question and if you're in the audience and listening, you're like, hey, that was helpful. Send something to me. I love to get the questions from you guys. I love to, to try and see if I can help you. So send it to podcast at the omarproject.com. And I always mention, like, if you're in your car and you're driving, just send me a voice memo. That's the easiest thing to do. You don't have to send anything. Just take the voice memo on your phone and then just email that to me and we can put you on the show or get your question answered um, if you'd like. You guys have a great rest of your day and week and we'll see you next week.